social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's fall. Very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L., Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency Infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navian certified factory dealer called J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, petro.com we've made it to friday it's a chilly friday this portion of the program brought to you by henry oil listen the heating season is here call henry oil today make henry oil your oil provider this winter give them a call at 401-521-0200 always online at henryoil.com reliable affordable fuel oil delivery fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery plumbing and heating service contracts budget plans call henry oil today 401-521-0200 remember with henry oil budget plans lock and cap pricing service contracts and on top of that automatic delivery call henry oil today serving most rhode island and southeastern mass 401-521-0200 well it is Friday. Governor McKee, uh, this is day three of his 12-day vacation. And the news that came out yesterday regarding what the governor is planning to do with some of the COVID money. Um, folks, I can't underestimate just how disappointing it is, how sneaky it is, how it needs to be stopped. It should not be allowed. I want to say that right now on this Friday. Governor McKee, if he plans to get reelected, on this Friday, November 19th, and I don't mean today, I mean next, He this needs to halt what he is planning on doing in order to, there's, there's no other reason other than to garner votes, and that is the fact that Channel 12 broke the story that with Council 94, that Governor McKee is planning on in a new contract with the union and the state workers in order to secure their vote, and what he's really doing, I don't care what anyone says, this is this is an attempt to buy votes. He's going to give all of these union members three thousand dollars for getting the vaccine. That's that's obscene. It's it's ridiculous. See, part of the problem is, and I'll just give you a little backdrop here. What did they give the Providence teachers? They gave the Providence teachers three thousand dollars when they signed their new contract. Okay, the argument was, you know, the teachers went through a lot in the distance learning and in the classroom, and it wasn't easy. But this makes no sense. But the problem is now they've set the precedent. So now these union members want it. And what do you think the next group of union people are going to want? So if you're listening right now, you're just, right, regular citizen, taxpayer. You work in the private sector. You work for yourself. You were encouraged and told to go out and get the vaccine. And everyone needed to get the vaccine. And then, you know, they tried in Massachusetts. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to give them uh, full credit. Channel 12 broke the story. Uh, Governor McKee, uh, he is out of town. But this business of paying the unions, uh, union members, get 1500 per shot. And it, it basically comes out to $3,000 to get the vaccine. There's no reason for it. It's not fair to the private sector. Um, 
state workers getting this three thousand dollar bonus this is millions of dollars and i see no there's no other reason for it nothing other than governor mckee trying to curry favor with the unions there's there's no other explanation it's unneeded it's unnecessary these people let's hear this is the channel 12 report on this story they broke it why not I'm Tolly Taylor with a 12 News Now update. The McKee administration and Rhode Island's biggest union of state workers have reached a tentative agreement on two $1,500 bonuses to workers who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. J. Michael Downey, president of Council 94, said Thursday a vote on a tentative agreement will take place December 2nd. He said 60 members of the union will be fanning out to seek feedback over the next few weeks. Downey said the agreement calls for an initial $1,500 vaccine bonus on December 2nd, assuming the vote goes through, and then an additional one in July of 2022. Derek Gomes, a spokesperson for the Department of Administration, told Target 12, the state and the unions are working diligently on a contract. Out of respect for the process, the state will not disclose any details. Why? We have a right to know. Is ratified. That's ridiculous. The office, office did not have comment at this time. Of course time. not. With 12 News Now, I'm Tolly Taylor. You know, even just that process. Oh, no, you, you know, no one can comment or see the contract until it's done. Uh, absolutely unacceptable. You know, now, again, this hasn't been ratified. This is not scheduled to go through until December 2nd, is apparently. But even just look at the notion of that. Uh, we can't comment on, until the so no one can see the contract until they pass it until it's too late to do anything about it this needs to be halted now the good news is speaker joe sakachi said i don't know anything about this and even senate president dominic gurgiro said i don't know anything about this but governor mckee has no right and there's no uh reasonable realistic reason why you take covid relief money and give bonuses to union members who are state workers because either a retroactive that they already got the vaccine or b to try to get them to get the vaccine what are they doing next door in what are they doing in massachusetts in massachusetts 40,000 state workers governor baker said it's mandated to get the vaccine period now i also want to touch on something there are 15,000 state workers so i know some people are saying well there's 4,000 in this union Listen, you've already seen the teachers got their 3000 Now the union state workers are going to get the $3,000. I, I, I'd like to hear the explanation on why some of the other union people aren't going to get it. Uh, they, they're, you know, thick as thieves. They stick together. In for a penny, in for a pound. This is absolutely wrong. This should not be going on. He doesn't have the right to do that. He's currying favor with the unions. He's trying to buy votes. I know that sounds harsh. There's no other explanation for it. And the state workers, you know, what they're setting up, and this is so dangerous, is there's a different class of worker. There's the regular worker. There's you. There's me. There's everybody else, right? The taxpayers, people that work, private sector. But then there's the state worker, right? Those are the, the politically connected. They're a different class of worker. They're, they're viewed as like a level above the regular taxpayer. That, that's the message they're sending now governor mckee i'm sure now right he's 10 months away from his primary all of the democrat candidates are trying to curry favor with these union members this is wrong and think of this there are some people never mind some of the state workers they were the first ones to get the vaccine last march last february maybe even last december and now they went and got it oh uh, thank you for getting it. Here's three thousand dollars. That that is obscene. Why are they doing that? He's doing it to buy votes. No one can convince me otherwise. The McKee people. Now I know he's out of town, and he hasn't had a chance to respond to this. Look at also the way the system is broken. Uh, no, we can't comment on the contract till it's ratified. The general public can't see the contract until the union signs off on it, and then there's nothing that can be done about it. Does that make sense to you? You know, see, this is part of the problem when you have all this COVID money flowing around. It's like monopoly money with this crowd. You know, they just throw money everywhere. I'll buy some votes over here. I'll buy some votes with the teachers over there. You know, get me elected. I'll throw you more money. That's there's there's no other reason. This is not a health situation. We have no reason to believe uh, it's like an emergency. You have healthcare workers on the front line workers who are out of work. 
because now that they refuse to get the vaccine what did the, what did they offer the general public there were some giveaways and some things to try to incentivize and, and in massachusetts there really were different states doing things to try to get people to get vaccinated rhode island what did governor mckee offer three weeks ago they were offering one dollar scratch tickets if you'd get vaccinated so let me ask you what would you rather have you have to go to the dunk i think there were 45 people 46 people something 40 something people that went and got it even though they bought 1,000 tickets, as if 1,000 people are going to get down there and say, yeah, I want a $1 scratch ticket. Think what it would cost you in gas and parking is more expensive than what you get for the free ticket. But th- think of, you know, the, the, the regular person. Okay, I, I will get the vaccine. You have to go down to Providence, get it, and then here you go. Here's a $1 scratch ticket. Oh, are you, are you a state worker? Are you a member of Council 94 Union? Here's $3,000. And... That doesn't even include if there's going to be a bonus for the booster shot. No, this is wrong. He is using COVID relief money for this. Uh, he needs to be called out. This needs to be halted, by the way. he This needs to be halted. This should not go through. I don't care what they promised. This is not effective government. This is certainly not good government. Folks, we're getting a pretty good indication of the way the former mayor of Cumberland, the former lieutenant governor, Governor Dan McGreed, as he's starting to be called. We're getting a little insight into how they operate. And it's it's uh it's very unsettling. You know, we I, I'll say this now, and I don't take any delight in saying this. We haven't had a governor like this really since Governor Dupree. Right? After the Dupree years, that was then Bruce Sunland, who was a businessman who was not accused of any type of corruption. Then you that was followed by Link Almond, former uh u.s attorney certainly boring guy but there was there was no element or hint of corruption about him during the kachiri years another former successful business person governor don kachiri there was no element of uh, greed of anything he was trying to trim the state workforce you had governor chafee who was you know uh not the brightest bulb not the sharpest tool in the shed but certainly no element of corruption and then you had governor Raimondo, who she did things differently but not like this where she she basically was just always had a full-time pr team trying to drum up pr pieces for her out-of-town papers like the new york times washington post always just trying to get her a lot of pr and was on the state payroll but this is different governor mckee who took over in march and i you know my opinion of the governor has changed i saw him as you know the guy was trying to help small businesses during the pandemic and he had been a mayor and I had heard about the mayoral academies and, uh, you know, came in, seemed to have the right attitude. He was very, you know, standing at the press conferences and seemed to be honest. If he didn't know something, he'd say it. But, boy, in a short amount of time between the land deal and then this ILO contract, now then he slipped the teachers the three grand. We can't even look past that just because it was a tough time in education. But this, 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 there's nothing good about this. This is unnecessary. This is abuse of the system. There's no reason why COVID relief money should be given as to state workers as bonuses for getting the vaccine. And on top of that, during the course of the pandemic, state workers never, there were companies, they were furloughing people, never happened. People getting laid off, never happened. People had to, as they were getting furloughed or uh, taking cuts in pay because things were so bad, never happened with state workers, never. No no layoffs, no... um, nothing like that no one was no furlough days they they didn't miss they didn't skip a beat everything continued even if they were just working from home some of them had jobs you couldn't do from home let's let's be honest about it but uh nothing like that so to just do there's no other reason other than in a democrat primary if you have union support it can make a difference i want to repeat that in a general election maybe not so much in a democrat primary if you have the support of the labor unions it can make a difference that's where it can make a difference and he's counting on that but this is and he's doing it with covid relief money it should not go on this needs to be halted all right a lot more head on this friday you're listening to the john DePietro show it is a challenge trying to run your business today especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers instead let mega professionals find them for you call them today 508 336 7801 right now are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers 
for your business, your company, call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is AKA sleep at home drivers, maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals, even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Joining us right now, what a fantastic new book. Folks, he was Chief of Staff to President Trump. Great book, The Chief's Chief. We want to welcome to the program. It is the great Mark Meadows. Mark, it's John DePietro. First of all, congratulations on a tremendous read. Well, thanks, John, and it's great to be with you and all the listeners. And thank you for always speaking it. Uh, like it is telling the truth and bringing it to your listeners uh, with uh, no political correctness. It's it's great to join you, and it was an honor to serve the 45th president of the United States, and hopefully this, this book will be something that gives uh, your uh, listeners kind of a behind-the-scenes look at what went on. Mark, I am so glad you wrote this book because finally we get more of an accurate depiction of exactly what was going on, starting with, and even though it's playing out now, but just your thought on the fact that what has come out recently regarding, you know, the Russian collusion and the whole thing, it's really, I think that'll go down as one of the darkest moments in American journalism. Well, without a doubt. And and it's interesting, John, that you, you highlight that because I talk about that in the book. And, and there's one one particular uh, 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 chapter called The Long Con. And it is a long con because the Democrats and many of the people in the swamp, they knew how, how bad it was from a standpoint of, of just uh, the fact that it was Hillary Clinton and many of her operatives that were actually colluding with Russia – and it was not indeed uh, any anything that the president uh, actually uh, did. And so, so when we we look at that, I think the the real key is is not only coming out, but there's more to come. John, your your listeners will hear it here first. I'm here to tell you more connections to Hillary Clinton. And as John Durham digs deeper, we'll see that not only was President Trump right that they spied on him, but it was a collusion and a dark day in American history where the Hillary Clinton campaign tried to accuse Donald Trump of what they were actually guilty of. Folks, we speak with Mark Meadows. He was President Trump's chief of staff. Fantastic new book. By the way, this makes for a great Christmas gift for everyone that's listening. The chief's chief. Mark, I like how in the book you write and, and, you know, people are seeing now how difficult it can be, but your March 2020, how quickly everything had to pivot it is remarkable how yourself and President Trump took America through the pandemic. Well, you're very kind to give me even a little bit of credit, but it's actually President Trump that did all of that, John. I can tell you, yeah, I was uh, I didn't get much sleep. Uh, he, the president never sleeps. He he will call at, at all hours of the the morning and night and uh, and to give you a to do list. It seems like uh, he's the vigilant sentinel that is there. But really, when uh, when uh, the the virus came from China and and started to affect everybody in uh, the United States and around the globe, uh, he saw it as his mission to make sure that we got government out of the way and that we got real solutions there. And in spite of what the left wing media wanted to do is to to blame him for everything, and they did almost ninety six percent of the time. Uh, it was it was really quick decisions that he made to save our economy, to save lives, and ultimately uh, to fight back against the swamp that was trying to undo his presidency uh, each and every day. 
Folks, again, we're speaking with Mark Meadows, President Trump, Chief of Staff, his fantastic new book, which makes a great holiday gift, The Chief's Chief. Mark, if you could also just take us through, I like also that you you talk about, despite all the hurdles, how President Trump, your administration, would keep your eye on the prize. It's incredible how this administration, how fast things have just unraveled. What incredible discipline by yourself and President Trump. Well, you're very kind. I, I can tell you uh, this, that uh, because the president uh, believed that America should be placed as the highest priority, it wasn't just a, a campaign slogan. It was a way of life for him. Uh, in the, the, the epilogue, the final, uh, final chapter of the book, uh, I, I, I basically spell out a conversation that, that President Trump and I uh, had uh, just a, a few months ago now, uh, and and he said, Mark, can you imagine that it would have gotten this bad this quick? And I said, No, sir, I couldn't. He says, You know, he says all Joe Biden had to do was was literally nothing because we had you know we had a secure border we actually had a real plan to bring people out of afghanistan that wouldn't have put 13 service members in harm's way and and so we we i put that in that final chapter because uh so much of what we've seen happen uh literally were were things that we had and discussed in the oval office that that bluntly there needs to be some accountability and so we we cover that and uh and keeping your eye on the ball the president keeping his eye on the ball uh was was not only a a priority for him but it was a morning noon and night uh vigilant kind of uh of way that he he did business every day Mark, can you also touch on, I mean, you weren't new to Washington, you were a congressman. Can you touch on the fact that during the course of, of the day, and, you know, there's so much to be accomplished, but just the amount of, and, and now people ridicule it, but just false news, fake news, false information that would get out, that it can, at the same time, as much as it's, it's you know, so reckless the way it's reported, it's still something that gets out there and has to be addressed. Well, it has to be addressed, and and, uh, and and I and I talk about that in the chief's chief. I didn't believe in fake news uh, until I got to the White House. I, I knew that that there was, you know, the president kept talking about fake news, and I was on Capitol Hill, and you're you're right, and I would know that even the Capitol Hill reporters, they had a left bent, they had uh, the way that they would put it out there, but they didn't try to make things up. When I got to the White House, I, it's, it's not only that they made it up, it didn't have a basis in reality, and they would have, uh, you know, two or three unnamed sources giving them, quote, the facts, and uh, I can remember one, one particular story, I'm talking to the reporter, I said, uh, that's just not accurate, and and I'm willing to go on the record to tell you that it's not accurate. They said, "Well, we've got good sources." I said, "We well, couldn't have good sources because the only other person that was in the meeting is actually sitting here in the room while I'm talking to you, and they didn't talk to you. I mean, but they just make these things up. But you had to address them. And the president uh, Trump was we he did what we call chopper talk, always willing to go talk to the press. It kept him sharp, but boy, you know, it was killer questions each and every day and it was uh, having to address rumors that very often were just made up by a water cooler can you also just expand on that a little bit just because i i really enjoyed reading that folks again it's mark meadows his new book chief of the chief's chief the uh the chopper talk how did that come about because now when we're looking at a president he can't they cannot cannot do that president trump walking the rope line cameras on him Boom, pointing at the reporter, you know, boom, like pop quiz. What do you have? That is not that is not easy to do. How did that come about? I like how you uh, talk about that and write about that in the book. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, when we talk about that in the book, uh, the chopper talk. Uh, some days there were days when, as his chief of staff, I said, you know, today, you know, sir, this is not a good news cycle. I don't know that you want to go and take uh, take on the reporters. And he would he would look out and he'd say, yeah, there's Jim Acosta from CNN. There's this person. There's that person. He says, I think it's a perfect day to take them on. And so he'd go out and uh, and literally 
be ready to, you know, the, the rotors on the helicopter on Marie one would be uh, going, it would be on one idle and he'd go in and he says, all right, well go ahead. And, but he was not afraid of them. You know, yeah. what we have now is a Joe Biden who gets a list of uh, hopefully the softball reporters that are going to ask these nice, you know, what flavor of ice cream. Meadows his fantastic new book, The Chief's Chief. Mark, one more thing. I just think you captured President Trump really. That's the thing that I took away the most. There are times I was laughing out loud. You really captured him very well, the dynamic between the two of you. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, any type of feedback from the president regarding the book? You know, the, the president, uh, you know, it was interesting when uh, when I first said I was going to write it. He says, well, I'm going to like it, sir. Well, I said, well, as long as I can tell the truth and let the American people see who you really are. And there are parts of it, you know, the, the, the personality part of it uh, where he doesn't like uh, people to actually see that that nice, uh, compassionate side of him. That I, but we do. We do laugh. We have a, a lot of fun. I can remember one time. Uh, uh, that you know, we I was so mad about a leak. I said, "Sir, uh, I, I went in. I said, uh, Sir, th- there was only four of us in this room, and now we've got the press is calling me about it, and I'm going to fire two people." And he looked at me and he goes, "Mark, I don't know that I'd do that. It may have been me." <laughs> and so. You know, you know, uh, and, and so uh, uh, you know, he's one that will always uh, find the humor in things. He and I were able to, to have a, a friendship. Uh, you know, obviously it was a supportive role to the, what I consider the best president our country has ever had. And uh, and yet with that, we get to talk still on a daily basis. So he, he enjoys it. He's, uh, he's encouraging people to go out and buy it. So hopefully it'll make a good Christmas gift for uh, those who appreciate the 45th president of the United States. Absolutely. Folks, again, the book, The Chief's Chief, Mark Meadows. Mark, really f- fantastic job with the book. It's a pleasure to speak with you, and we'll talk to you again sometime. Sounds great. Thanks, John. Take care. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, MEGA 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You need it fixed. You need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA truck and trailer repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Joining us right now to talk about this ABC Washington Post poll. He was part of the Trump campaign, and it's David Bossy. David, uh, when the poll first came out about the Biden administration. I'm just curious, uh, what is it? There's several things that obviously jump out. There's bad news for Biden, good news for the Republicans. I'm just curious if there's some number in that poll that jumped out uh, at you. Well, first of all, good morning. Thanks for having me. The the polling numbers are just devastating across the board for for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I mean, his, his approval rating of all Americans is at about 33% right now. Uh, and, and hers is at, at about 28%. Those numbers are startling if you're a Democrat, especially with what happened in Virginia and New Jersey uh, and New York City and all over the country a couple of weeks ago with the elections. So you look at, you when you look inside the poll, you see that Democrats and independents have moved away from the Biden policies because they were never for these policies. They voted for Biden 
for whatever their reasons were, but they didn't vote for socialism. And that's what they're forcing down the American people's throats right now with all of these wild executive orders and policies that have created in the last 10 or 11 months all of these problems that the American people see and feel, whether it's the inflation, the crime problem, the border crisis, the Afghanistan debacle, the supply chain crisis, worrying about whether you're going to get a turkey at Thanksgiving and Christmas presents for your kids. The American people didn't sign up for that. And that's what you're seeing in the polling data right now is that it's coming home to roost. And it's really setting the stage for Republicans to have a big year in in the midterms. David, are you surprised that independents have moved so quickly and far away from the Biden administration? Um, no, actually, I'm not. Uh, the the independents were the were the, were the ones who gave and helped uh, elect Donald Trump in 2016. Um, those independents were who really were hyper focused on the four years of the. Uh, Trump administration by the mainstream media b b selling um, the Russian hoax story, selling and destroying the Trump administration every day on every policy. It didn't matter what they did, whether it was good or bad in their opinion, they were destroying. They attacked this president for the mean tweets and all the things that some people could agree or disagree with. But the problem is, is that after four years, the mainstream media destroyed Donald Trump and they did no vetting of Joe Biden. Did they? Did the mainstream media do one day of any story? They, they covered up the, the Hunter Biden stuff. They didn't talk about the, 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 the problems inside the Biden uh, campaign. They didn't vet what is, what's their responsibility for the American people. So the, the independents were basically, you know, uh, uh, lied to. And now I think that they've, they're recognizing that. And that's why it's not surprising at all that they're bouncing so far back away from the Biden administration, because they don't agree with a socialist uh, America. And that's what they're rejecting. Folks, again, we, uh, it's the John DePietro Show. We speak with David Bossie, who was with the Trump campaign. David, what are the Republicans, what, what do you think, that, what are they doing right? Obviously, the messaging resonating. Um, you know, you, you, what are you, what, are you surprised that, how the Republicans seem to be zeroed in with their messaging? Um, it's a great question. Uh, part of it is it, it's capturing the momentum. Um, and that's what happened a couple of weeks ago. Over the last several months, something that, you know, Rep the Republicans didn't plan but just happened um, was the critical race theory and the transgender issue in the Virginia uh, races, right? It, it, we didn't, nobody planned that. No Republican strategist said, well, we're going to do this and that. Now, here's how it's going to work out. Never happens like that. This was an organic parent, mom and dads coming together to school boards saying, this is wrong. Teaching critical race theory is an anti-American ideal. And the board, the, the boards, the, the boards of education handled it so wrong, and it allowed the the, the moms and dads that anger um, to to really fester and then explode on election day. And I got to tell you, you know, one of the most powerful things was when the 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 the, the, the young woman who was violently raped in a girl's bathroom in a high school by a boy wearing a skirt that then the boy gets transferred to another school where he does it again to another young girl uh, and the school board covered it up in Virginia, in Loudoun County. That exploded when that father was captured on film being tackled by police officers while, while uh, act, asking tough questions of the school board. That's really what has resonated. Moms and dads are the Tea Party movement of 2022 they're gonna th those parents are really the energy that's driving it. it has nothing to do with sure are republican politicians smart enough to understand and capture that energy absolutely but this these are organic issues which makes it much more difficult for the democrats to defend folks again we're speaking with david boss he was with the trump campaign david two things i want to ask you about one is uh, a poll in iowa showed that if there was an election held today president trump wins iowa by 10 points over Joe Biden. But what what are you to make? What are we to make of Chris Christie with this book tour that he's on? He seems uh, he's got it. Boy, you talk about a short memory. 
The president embraced him after 2016. He was part of the debate prep. Um, yeah. I, I'm having a tough time watching this and still, you know, I, I he was he was highly regarded. To me, his window was 2012. He chose not to run against Mitt Romney. He lost in 16. I, I, people are really disappointed in the former governor from New Jersey. Well, you know, Chris is a um, Chris is a very smart, shrewd guy. Um, I, I, I believe that Governor Christie is making a calculation that President Trump may not run, and if if President Trump does not run, Chris Christie is thinking that he will be well positioned hmm. to uh, make a serious run uh, for the nomination. Uh, if and I think all bets are off if President Trump ends up running for the nomination again for all candidates i mean it doesn't matter who you are right um the numbers just don't add up he has a 90 percent approval rating amongst republican primary voters to think that somebody is going to be able to take him on and win you know i mean who's going to do that charlie baker uh larry hogan <laughs> no chris christie i mean these people they're 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 fine uh, governors in their states uh, they cannot put together a national operation to take on uh the former president David, before I let you go, and again, folks, it's David Bossy. David, you know, it's rare that someone like yourself and that was part of the administration and people sometimes, you know, it's like the George Bailey thing. They wonder, wonderful life, what would happen if they weren't born? In less than one year, people got to see just how quickly things can fall apart. Are, are, you, are you even amazed just how quickly the Biden team has basically taken out? I mean, it's really become the Titanic. I don't think they're, they're not coming back from these bad numbers. Well, I, I, look, I want America to succeed just like you do. I want the American people to have a better life. The problem is, is that the Democrats are doubling down instead of learning from, from Virginia and New Jersey a couple of weeks ago. They're damn the torpedoes full steam ahead. They're, they're going to march right into the gunfire again. And I don't understand. Um, I don't understand why. Um, but uh, we as Republicans have to take advantage and win uh, every single seat possible to end this biden debacle I, you know look on fox news yesterday i have a um, op-ed i commend it to people reading and i it's joe biden's misery index compared to jimmy carter's misery index hmm. and pe people old enough to remember jimmy carter's misery index that was nothing compared to where we are today and where we're headed so i think that their numbers are only going to get worse i think you're right uh, the, the Republicans are going to do very well in the midterms. We're going to win a lot of seats. We're going to win the House back. We're going to win the Senate back. And that is in a, a year when we have no business winning the Senate back, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Folks, again, he is David. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident? Someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he has a new book out in Trump time. It is Peter Navarro. Peter, first of all, congratulations on the book. Uh, take us through the process that you decided to write this book in the first place. I think it goes back to the very beginning. Now, I, I was only one of three senior White House officials who was with the president all the way from the campaign in 2016, where I served as his uh, chief economic advisor, 
all the way to the end of what we like to say, uh, the end of his first term. And it, it, what was interesting is early in 2017, when I came into the White House, I was shocked. I don't get shocked easily, but I was shocked by how many people inside the perimeter, inside the White House, inside the administration, were actually di- actively disloyal to the president and his agenda, who disobeyed the chain of command. And I thought at that point, you know what, I'm going to be part of history in some small or large way. Um, so I better keep a daily journal. And that's what I did every night when I came home, no matter how tired I was, I wrote kind of what that what happened that day in the in Trump time book, uh, the in Trump time means as quickly as possible exp- expression. I coined the in Trump time book describes the last year, uh, of the administration during, during the plague year. And, um, I think the beauty of the book is it finally provides an insider's account. It offers the truth of what actually happened and the, the gulf between what people have read about in the, in the fake news and the corporate media versus the actual reality about the president himself, about the evil Tony Fauci, about the betrayal of the president by the vice president, Mike Pence, about what communist China actually did to us in terms of attacking America with the virus and about what happened on both November 3rd and November 6th. Uh, that's what the interim time book really is about. It's a book, I think, of both revelations, but also indictments. And um, today uh, I'm honored to be on your show because today is the day the book actually officially uh, publishes. Folks, again, we're speaking with Peter Navarro, his new book in Trump Time, Journal of Americans Plague Year. Peter, you write about your uh, first encounter with with Dr. Fauci. What can you tell us about that? Chapter two of In Trump Time, let's take you right into the iconic situation room. It's January 28th, 2020. We're at the, the dawn of the pandemic. There's really only three people in the White House who are taking this pandemic seriously at this point. It's the president, myself, and the National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien. And the president has dispatched me on a very, very important mission, which is to go to the sit room and convince the White House Coronavirus Task Force, Mason at the time, to support the ban on travel from China. This would turn out to be one of the most prescient and courageous decisions of the president, would save millions of lives. But at that point, he had a lot of opposition. So he sends me, I'm the tip of the spear, I'm this tough guy. I go in, the staff's down at the end of the table, he's chairing the meeting. I got one of, I I love Mike Pompeo, but the people who worked for him were, were just a lot of hacks. And I had one of his hacks by my left shoulder across the way the uh, the Orville Redenbacher doppelganger and Robert Redfield, the CDC head, uh, just one of the most bumbling bureaucrats I've ever met. And you had Azar there, right? So I knew I was going to have problems with the four of these guys. But across from me, there's this little guy, little round glasses, didn't know he walked on water, didn't know he was a saint. He was just a guy, right? And two minutes in, I'm in a violent argument with him. And he keeps insisting that, he keeps insisting that travel bans don't work. Like a parent, like I'm, I'm going, dude. And I actually said to him, dude, it's like, uh, dude, it's like, you mean to tell me that if you got 20,000 Chinese nationals coming in a day, uh, many from Wuhan, many of them lit up like a Christmas tree with virus, that it, it's like, come on down, like let them in, right? No, 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 we're not doing that. So... The, you know, the meeting erupted, it ended like in total chaos um, with me fighting him and Mulvaney and everybody else. But but at the, at the end of the day, I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking he thinks he's smarter than he is, which is dangerous. But but I knew right then, I knew right then he was going to hurt both the nation and the president. But here's the interesting thing about that story uh, in the In Trump Time book. It's the lie not the Congress, which which Fauci did, but was the lie of omission. Let me let me explain something that, that people need to understand in this country very clearly. At the at, by that point, early in the pandemic, Fauci already knew that he was culpable in the pandemic. What did we know right then? We knew that the, the virus came from Wuhan. We knew that the virus popped up within yards of a Wuhan bioweapons lab. We knew that Fauci 
funded that lab through grants. We knew that he authorized gain of function experiments at that lab, which which were capable of turning harmless bat viruses into human killers. And here's the here's the kicker. He received an email from a top scientist that very month that told him flat out this thing was genetically engineered. The lie of omission, the big lie of omission of Tony Fauci was not to tell me, the president, and the task force that that thing likely came from the lab. He never raised that issue. It cost millions of lives worldwide, hundreds of thousands of American lives. That man belongs in an orange jumpsuit, not as the <laughs> highest paid bureaucrat and plaque of the Biden administration. Folks, we're speaking with Peter Navarro, his book in Trump Time, a journal of America's plague. Yeah, Peter, I want to tell you, I read a lot of books. I don't know if you realize how funny you are. I was literally laughing out loud <laughs> reading this book. And it sounds, you know, as I'm now talking to you, I can now I can picture your voice as I was reading it. I mean, folks, it is such like a straight from the hip. No BS. Um, Peter, I, I have to ask you, I mean, aren't you, are you surprised that nine months in the Biden administration is already, you know, completely, uh, the Titanic 71% feel he's on the wrong path. I mean, they've already lost their way. Not surprised at all. I, I predicted, uh, right after, uh, the, the transition of power, I guess you'd call it, that Biden would be gone uh, within a year or a year and a half. Uh, simply because it's it was obvious to everybody who wanted to look that this man had diminished mental capacity and that he invariably made bad decisions. I mean, that he was known for that in like within the Obama White House. And he surrounds himself with people who have no understanding whatsoever of how economies work. I mean, look, in, in Obama, Biden was eight years of, of massive federal debt economic stagnation and flat wages right they they they, they. so we come along you know i'm i'm out with with the boss we're campaigning on structural change in the economy tax cuts deregulation strategic energy dominance and fair trade that was our mantra we we put that in and we grow above the forecasts and real wages rise, particularly for black and brown Americans and blue-collar workers. I mean, and so Biden, Biden comes in and then goes, you know, he reverts to the Biden incompetence mean. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. And, and, and by the way, when I'm, 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 I'm so honored by what you say about when you read the book. Um, w- when I wrote the book, I actually dictate, I use voice dictation yeah. software, and I try to write for the ear rather than the eye it works so it works and and if you listen to the book what's fun about the audio book i i did the narration myself as you as you might expect i always like the author to do the narration but i also have some guest voices in there uh as part of it so it's more like a dramatic production oh wow steve steve bannon's in it oh boy davis hansen uh, the boss has a little cameo. Corey <laughs> Lewandowski absolutely steals the show. Wow. Uh, when he relates the story, I don't know if you remember the book, the story about him being on Air Force One with Dave Bossie. Yes. And how they're reading the riot act to Jared Kushner and, and campaign about not being ready for uh, for the steal that's about to come. Uh, so he narrates that whole thing. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, for folks who prefer like the audio books, uh, this one, I think you'll find to be uh, a little bit of cut above most of what uh, what you're going to get. But I, the, for me, the book's a mission. I mean, my mission is to take Fauci down. This is the Fauci fire. <laughs> that guy's got to go. I'm sorry. He is he is a murderer. I make the case. Uh, you don't believe me by the time you get to the end of it. I'll give you double your money back. Uh, we got to hold China accountable. And, and we really do get have to get to the bottom of what happened on november 3rd and january 6th this is going to be the first audio book that i'm going to buy and i hope my family's not listening because you're all getting copies of the book folks it is in trump time journal of america's plague year peter navarro peter i mean i'm going to have you back a pleasure to talk to you congratulations I, this is the best book of 2021 hilarious oh i'm so flattered so all right peace congratulations Bye-bye. mega logistics m-e-g-a call them today 401 401- 431-2300, MEGA Logistics. Everything you need to run your business efficiently. Whether you have freight, 
freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, or maybe it's bill auditing, customer developing, a proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. You have enough, enough challenges trying to run your business. Let MEGA Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401-431-2300, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third-party brokerage, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300, for MEGA Logistics. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate, 401 401- 6880517 get a dumpster in your driveway maybe you're cleaning out your basement your garage unwanted belongings maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out clean it out with brothers disposal they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother roland today at brothers disposal 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break. Log on at the website. That's also the best way to reach me, by the way. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute and then also we have some great sponsors there as well it is a happening check it each day it's dipetro.com j perry paving always provides high quality fair pricing exceptional service letter j j perry paving over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios general masonry projects give them a call today free estimate 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 letter j j perry paving a licensed and insured contracting company Hey, they'll meet their clients' needs, no matter how big or how small, whether it's a brand-new paving project or maybe just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. Reach out to J. Perry Paving. Get a free quote. And remember, no one's better for veterans, two veterans, than J. Perry Paving. If you are a veteran or related to one, have them give them a call. They may do their driveway for them. 401-732-1730. Find them on Facebook, and then the website is letter J, jperrypaving.com.